is a rainy Sunday morning in Austin, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Roster Watch, and these are your fantasy football playoffs. We're here brought to you by RosterWatch.com, as we are every Sunday. My name is Alice Dunlap. I'm here with Byron Lambert. Good morning. I'm here with the Trash Man. Hey. Our producer, the man on the other side of the on the other side of the window, the one and only Mr. Eddie Cross. Eddie <laughs> king, king, king of massive hype, self promotion. We love it. This is Roster Watch. We're here it's to bring, run for office. We, one day. we are here to bring you everything you need to know about your fantasy football week. This week is obviously a must win week. A lot of our listeners are are, are in the playoffs. If you want to give us a call, please do. The phone number is 447-ESPN, 447-3776, or text us, 337-ESPN. I'm going to hand it over to Byron to start out, as we always do, with a spin around the fantasy planet. Good morning, listeners. I hope everybody's doing great today. The trash man took me to the dumpster last week, <laughs> but this week it, I got my smoking jacket on because it's uh, in cruise control for a first week bye. Same thing for, for Dorian over here. We both uh, are hoping for a championship run this week. I'm, Alex I'm, is doing the team laundry. I'm struggling. Yeah, we've got him washing a bunch of jock straps yeah. for the next few weeks. That's true. It's but true. He's here to give you all the valuable insight. Trash man, Zach's dirty. Hey, you don't ever want to take care of the trash man's laundry. <laughs> hey, so quick question, fellas. I, I just a little shout out to RG three for getting his Heisman Trophy last night. Out of uh, out of out of out of those gentlemen last night that were up in New York. If y'all were in a keeper league next year, who who would you be trying to go after for your fantasy pick? I well, get, I mean, Robert Griffin, just from Trent my, Richardson, just from my current fascination, obsession with Cam Newton, quarterback on my fantasy team. I have to go with RG three. I mean, come on. I think it depends on the situation. It depends on who goes where. You I'll, can see Monty Ball being a beast somewhere. I just, I just have a thing for running backs who throw touchdowns. Hey, this was she got with RG. This was what we know. Well, I, I, I love watching Trent Richardson. I think he's going to be a great NFL running back. So definitely somebody I'd want to keep an eye on next year if you, if you're in a keeper league. And you used to say the same thing about Demarco Murray. He's, he's turned out. Bit, hey, we'll see what happens. Pretty good. Yeah, I think I think Richardson looks like a D'Angelo Williams with more power and, and even faster and more violence. So like so. a Jonathan Stewart, in other words. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Pretty good, huh? All right, well, hey, let's start take, by uh, taking a spin around the, the fantasy planet. This is brought to our listeners by Planet Fitness Austin, planetfitness.com. Uh, it is the judgment-free zone. It's where Roster Watch goes and gets our workouts in. Uh, definitely go check them out. they got five great locations all around town. Uh, let's get started with the for, for all the homers here. The Texans have managed to captain the ship with the third string quarterback still in pretty good shape at nine and three, actually vying for a a bye in the AFC. And today they're on the road at Cincinnati. Um, it looks like it doesn't matter who's at quarterback. Arian Foster's just an out outright just beast. Um, the Texans defense has been incredibly tough. Uh, for for opposing fantasy players this year, is there anybody that you guys want to stay away from or really like in this game, or how do how do y'all see this one shaping up? I'm going to stay away from the Texans. Well, not not all receivers, but Jacoby Jones. We just know that in <laughs> cleanup time for Andre Johnson or filling in for Andre Johnson, he hasn't really stepped up to the plate. Yeah, so to speak. the the interesting thing about Cincinnati is they, you know, 
as far as the Houston side of this matchup, there's not a single favorable matchup for an opposing fantasy player. You're looking at, you know, the 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 worst in the last five weeks against running backs, the third worst against quarterbacks, third worst against wide receivers, and seventh worst against tight ends. So on the on the Cincinnati on the Cincinnati side of the ball. You can't really love anybody. Cedric Benson's a guy who we're generally a little bit higher on because he's 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 been he's been very very consistent this season, very quietly. And on the Cincinnati side, the, you know the only real chink that they have in their armor would be the last five weeks against wide receivers. They've been the fifth fifth best matchup. So if if there if there are any of those wide receivers, trash man, who you would think might be able to exploit that matchup in that secondary that's been greatly greatly depleted by the loss of Leon Hall. Uh, who who would you think it would be if 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 not Jacoby Jones? I mean, you, I mean, you'd have to go with Kevin Walter just for possession's sake, you know. Especially in a PPR league, Kevin Walters might be fairly valuable, or Joel Dreesen. Um, yeah, <laughs> in your tight end spot, the he, fat catch, he likes to catch end touchdowns. That that has just made Owen Daniels absolutely worthless to fantasy <laughs> owners this season. On, is- on the other side of the ball, though, I do like AJ Green. Just because he's the kind of guy who can get three targets and a hundred yards and a touchdown, you know. He's and, and by the way, Joel Dreesen's had four touchdowns in the last six weeks and had touchdowns in the last two games in a row. And we've been calling it, ladies and gentlemen, rosterwatch.com is number five in the entire world out of the world's top seventy-six experts since being included in the fantasypros.com uh, rankings competition in week seven. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. You're getting great advice here. If you guys have questions for us, please call 447-ESPN, 447-3776. It's do or die. Call in. Let's get these lineups right. Get you to steer, steer your ship to steer a, that some kind ship. of trophy or championship. <laughs> One thing, too, I was noticing is I felt like Ben Tate has kind of disappeared lately when he was even a pretty good flex option there with Foster back. And I'm I'm looking at it. He did get 11 carries for 40 yards last week against the Falcons. Not great, but still... I guess semi-serviceable and some decent upside if he scores a touchdown. And, and, and the thing with Tate is you never really know. One thing that I found interesting about Tate is there's not a runner in the league that has more 20-plus yard runs. So he's a guy, obviously, that if he can rack up those stats having the limited amount of carries that he has, he's obvious, you know, he, he's a threat to pop one off at any time. Yeah, and with you know the quarterback situation being what it is, they're going to get this running game going that's that. That's what's going to carry these Texans into the playoffs. Hey, we're always a threat to pop one off at any time as we go to Planet Fitness. We get real <laughs> swole up. It's that ab coaster. <laughs> ab coaster. All right. Well, hey, might as well just stick around and and talk about some more games up north. Then, since we're up in Cincinnati, we can talk about uh, the Vikings at Lions. This is an interesting game because of uh, Joe Webb. It looks like he's going to probably be playing. Well, we're not exactly sure yet. Christian Ponder has the injured hip and uh, for the Vikings, and they're going to test it before the game. All the vibes that I was getting from the people we talked to from practice was that you know it's going to be a true game-time decision. They really want him to play, but they're just not sure whether or not he's going to be ready. If he does get ready, he said, uh, he said earlier this week that he's never going to play another NFL game in his life without having those 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 hip pads on because he he took a helmet right to that right to that hip pointer. So so no if if there is no ponder, I mean Joe Webb's probably not a terrible start if you're in a in a r- really bad bind, which I hope you're not for the first week of your pl- of your playoffs. But if you had to start Webb, it probably wouldn't be horrible. You got to downgrade Percy Harvin. They say that. 
we're not AP is going to be a, he's not a game time decision but he's going to be a game time announcement right which to me that means that he's probably not going to play if they knew three days ago what they're going to do with him well he said on Wednesday he was feeling like he was 70 percent he went through three days of limited practice at the end of practice on Friday he was asked again you know to assign a percentage to the to his level of comfort and he said 80 percent Leslie Fraser said uh, at the open portion of media practice on Friday that he basically indicated that they already knew what they were going to do with him. Uh, whether that's come back and play for a, for a two win team, I mean, a, a little bit banged up. You got. I, don't know. I think you got. Especially if the quarterback's not going to be in, uh, I, I wouldn't be depending on AP this week, but. You know, keep keep an eye on it. They could. I mean, we've seen stranger things happen. Probably another week with a lot of touches for Gerhart, but I mean, they could get behind rather quickly in this game. So you think like you might see a little uh, Joe Webb, Toby Gerhart, uh, kind of like option kind of Tebow Percy thing Harvin going on the, if if that if the, the, that happens to be the case. I could see them having some design some design plays like that. That'd be interesting. I mean, they're going to have to try to get Harvin the ball, probably with design plays and stuff in the backfield. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sunday morning. This is Roster Watch. We're bringing you everything you need to know about your fantasy football Sunday. Please call us, 447-ESPN, 447-3776. We are streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. This is 104.9 The Horn, Austin's FM Sports Talk. And AM 1260. And welcome back to Roster Watch, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a call, 447-ESPN, Texas, 337-ESPN. If you can't do that, check us out on our website, RosterWatch.com. Look at our rankings. We're like Nostradamuses over here. Nostradamuses. 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 But anyways, check us out. We make Matthew Berry look like... I don't know. Look, look like, like, Matt, look look like, like Matthew, Matthew Barry. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> we flush him down the toilet every single week when it comes to rankings. Hey, something everybody has to know. Uh, this is for a lot of teams going into the playoffs. There's a lot of people out there that are probably Kevin Smith owners. I want Alex to shed a little light on that real quick. Um just in case you do own him, since this is a critical time right now. Okay, so Kevin Smith has looked fantastic. He is unlikely to go today. Basically, what's happened is the original injury that was sustained on Thanksgiving is still lingering. When he came back last week for his uh, Week 13 appearance, when he re-aggravated the injury, he had the the full long week off from the Thursday game. Uh, that week he he did cone drills and cutting on Wednesday, participated fully on Thursday and Friday, and then and then started in the game. This week, there's been a drastic change from that timeline. He was not able to go Wednesday, was not able to go Thursday. Friday, he attempted to go and took himself out of practice very early trying to cut on a on, on a pass route. So it's not looking like he's any good. Maurice Morris should be the guy that's in your lineups. And, it, you know, it's, it, it, it's a good matchup. And Maurice Morris looked good last week. He looks explosive when he gets it in spurts. I I I think I also think that there's something about the competition there in 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 Detroit. Whenever you know, whenever Kevin Smith got in there and just started going bananas, Maurice Morris looked like he had a little bit of new motivation to run hard. So he's a guy who we like this week. I like Ten Oak this week. I like Ten, I like Oak, Ten Oak every, every week. week. Yeah, always. 
I was talking about the smoking jacket for my my week one playoff buy. That's perfect. You know, I'll be able to wear it at Ten Oak on Monday. Yeah, because you'll be able to put it on, relax, and not worry about any of your fantasy players. Uh, unlike unlike me, who who in the in the one league, I'm still alive and I'm having to fight it out for the fight it out for everything I have here this week. Never comes easy. Well, take it from me, sw- sweating bullets on Monday night. There's no better place to do it than Ten Oak. I've done it all year. Yeah, and and you know what I got to try this week is uh, I got to I got to try out your uh, Lafroy. Yeah, you got a Lafroy. big swig of the cedar closet. Oh yeah, wasn't sure at first, but loved it by the end. Of the by class. the end, by the end of it, I loved it. I wasn't sure whether that whether that was the alcohol making me love. Oh, uh, you should have seen the first the, after the first sip, the look on his face, bitter well. bitter, bitter beer face. But <laughs> thought, it's delicious. Thought that the lovely Dana wrung out a washcloth in his, <laughs> his cup. Dana but, Dana is lovely, and she's well, always so nice. We love Tin Oak. They're on. Uh, they're on Colorado Street between Fourth and Fifth in the old Cooper Libre Building. We're we're always there hanging out. Uh, hey, and, you, and you James cooked up a fatty for the Trash Man last week. That Ooh. was a big old. We're talking. We're talking about burgers. We're talking hey. about burgers. <laughs> Just to clarify, <laughs> no Fred Davis, no Ma- no, here. and no Mike Singletary. <laughs> well, we'll get suspended. Hey, so a game that I think has a chance to actually shape up to be really interesting um, today is Saints at Titans. I have a little bit of this idea in my head that that fantasy teams that are Drew Brees owners could be in for a little bit of a tougher day than they've been used to the last few weeks. Um, I I think this shapes up to be a tight game, and the Titans have been a team that have been probably the quietest team in the league and in the playoff hunt. Yeah, seven and five. I guess they're two games back from the two games back from the Texans, but Texans lost today, they, and the Titans win, and it's a real tight yeah, race. Yeah, and they they still they still have a lot to play for. They have Chris Johnson, who's 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 coming on, be it against two of the you know two of the easiest matchups in the whole league, uh, you know, against the run. But going into New Orleans today, they've been the sixth best matchup against the run over the course of the last. Uh, over the course of the last five weeks, they're playing at home. Yeah, I mean, like I said in my article for the Austin, like I said in my column for the Austin Chronicle this week, uh, this has trap game written all over it. And I, I, I hope, I hope Drew knows it, and the, and the key will be avoiding turnovers. See, but that's the thing, though. If Chris Johnson does not have a good to great game, I think New Orleans runs away with it. Yeah, it's just with Drew, the pattern in his career has always been big swings from big home games to just going to to really bad away games sometimes. And I mean, not necessarily you know bad, bad. Not you're you thinking know, about that Rams game earlier it, this year. It, well, and or the or you know just going, we've seen it going into Seattle in the wild card game last year. That you know come come uh, coming off the big late season win. Just sometimes you see a little bit of these swings with with. Uh, with Drew, and so it's something I kind of some, something I kind of worry about a little bit. But he is he is Drew Brees, so we'll see. Well, and speaking of big time quarterbacks that a lot of playoff teams are depending on, I think something else that's really interesting this week is what can you expect from Mike Vick and his return from the rib injury a couple weeks off with a team that's pretty much already gone down the toilet. Supposedly, Jeremy Macklin's going to be back and healthy, but those Dolphins have been just playing tough, tough, tough. I think they're the favorite in this game at home. Well, they are the favorite. If you look at the line, they're they're favored by three points. And as far as Macklin, that's that's a little worrisome to people who are Macklin owners. Uh, obviously, he's a guy you would love to have back, but you always worry about a guy that goes through a week of limited practice and then 
on Saturday gets downgraded to questionable. That makes me think that there's something lingering there, some kind of issue. Obviously, he has the shoulder injury and he has the hamstring injury. From everything that we're getting from Eagles practice is that the setback occurred with the hamstring, which is worse than it occurring with the shoulder. So do we continue to keep Riley Cooper in there for Riley Cooper owners for this week? Well, that just de- that just depends. My personal feeling is that with Riley Cooper and Vince, it was a little bit of the second team connection, a little bit of the a little bit of uh, that chemistry from sharing reps on the practice squad. Uh, Riley Cooper seems to be the one to step in and get any sort of meaningful meaningful production in the absence of Jeremy Macklin. It's just does that chemistry exist between Riley Cooper and Mike Vick the same way it existed between Riley Cooper and Vince Young? I mean, I think it might just because. The rest of the receiving core has been so spotty. I mean, I really hope if you're in the first week of your playoffs, you do not have to play Riley Cooper this week. But he has been getting seven to nine points every week. I think I think you're going to see that go away a little bit though with the return of Vic. Um, and then you, and then you you got to think whoever's not Deshaun Jackson is going to get to is is going to draw Sean Smith. And so and Sean Smith is a guy who's really susceptible to getting burned. And I could see, and I could definitely see Riley Cooper if he's starting in the place of Macklin getting open over the top of him the same way we've seen him do these these last three weeks. Yeah, he's definitely not afraid to go over the middle. So it would it would take stones bigger than the ice cubes at Ten Oak to sit my, <laughs> to to sit Mike Vick and pull this move in the in your first week of your fantasy playoffs. But I got a question: When today's all said and done, who has more fantasy points? This is crazy that we're even asking this: Mike Vick or Matt Moore? At the end of the season? No, at the end of today. Wow. Well, Mike Moore in his last three fantasy in his last three games has been averaging seventeen fantasy points a week. He's been kind of going bananas. Uh, you know, if if you it's come to this though, this discussion. Yeah, I mean, if if and if you look at the matchups, I mean, on paper, on paper, Matt Moore. Has the better, you know, has the better matchup. Uh, you know, Philadelphia is the is the best matchup for opposing wide receivers. Uh, you know that they, they aren't a they aren't a they aren't a great matchup. You know, they aren't a great matchup for quarterbacks. But it's, I mean, top top eleven. So if you're having quarterback issues and he's on your waiver wire, Matt Moore. Again, we've been saying it for weeks. You hate to do it in the playoffs, but he'd be a sneaky good start. And I also like Reggie Bush in this game today. Yeah, he's 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 made himself hard. He's made himself really hard not to like Daniel Thomas owners too. If you got a flex, if you need to put him in there, they say he's been running well in practice. He's back to being healthy. Uh oh, uh oh, more of the Daniel Thomas hype from the trash man. He's getting a good amount of carries in these games. Well, his last few games. Now, on to the sickest man in the NFL. <laughs> he is the prototype. He's built from steel. And he's from outer space. Cam Newton. Falcons at pa- at Panthers. Just a terrific early game today. With the Falcons, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get out of these guys. Cam Newton, you know what you're getting every week. An absolute stud. Do the, Fal- the Falcons have been a really tough defense against fantasy players this year. Does that, for Cam Newton owners, does that concern anybody this week? He might have a little... St- Subpar of a game, less than his usual twenty-five points, or what do you think, Trash Man? I think that in these, you know, divisional matchups, all those rules kind of go out the window. I think Cam's going to play hard. He's going to want this one. I think even more than usual. So I think I think he's going to. I think he's still going to put up good numbers. Did 
I don't necessarily worry myself with with Cam. He's not a tradition. You know, it, it, Atlanta's a Atlanta's the worst run matchup really against opposing runners. Cam is a bit of a runner, but it's uh, as far as I'm concerned, all that does is further deplete the value of D'Angelo Williams and and uh, Jonathan Stewart, considering the fact that they're not even getting any red zone carries anyway. Um, uh, on the other side of the ball, I love love Michael Turner this week. Michael Turner has been hampered by a bit of a groin injury, had a really tough test last week in the Texans and, and, and didn't produce much. But in his career versus Carolina, his last six games versus Carolina, he's rushed for 651 yards and 11, 11 touchdowns. This is, the, this is the fourth best runner in fantasy this year who has the absolute best matchup on the year against opposing runners, against a team that he has a history of absolutely killing. So, he's done that pretty quietly, too. He's, it's it's been yeah it's been it's 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 been a quiet slog for him but he's he's been he's been overly dependable and he's 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 been a guy that's been great to have on your fantasy team. One more side note: I absolutely love seeing the the article this week about uh, Cam Newton, a rookie Cam Newton, already telling his team that they they need to get up to his. To his speed, to his level. <laughs> hey, you got you gotta love and that. Then, and then Steve Smith came out and just totally loved it. He, he said, to, "I'd much rather have a guy like that." He needs to pull a Superman, you know, go the other way around the globe, turn time back a little bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe get rid of at least a few of those eight losses, so they could be in some kind of contention. I'd love to see him in the playoffs. He will be in the playoffs soon enough. Though. Soon enough. And then speaking of turning the clock back a little bit, somebody that we really, really are high on today is Maurice Jones-Drew. We think in the game at home against their in-state foes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, (laughs) I don't want to say rival, but uh, that's been like Swiss cheese running through the Buccaneers' defense this, this year, and MJD's been on a real roll lately, just cranking out 15 to 20 pointers, getting a lot of touches. Blaine Gabbert is All still season. terrible, All terrible, season. terrible. Blaine Gabbert's been the worst, <laughs> but MJD is a beneficiary of that. Yeah, it, it's the best. It's the best matchup for opposing runners over the course of the last five weeks. Second best on the season in Tampa Bay. They, they're they're uh, along their defensive line. They're absolutely, absolutely decimated. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty horrified uh, last week whenever. I was going up against Byron, and I was up by what, uh, like thirty something points. points, and MJD just goes on a tear. Well, and I told Alex, I started, first half. I started sweating a little. I told bit. Alex before the game, I'll I said be I need, I need one hundred eighty or two hundred yards and three touchdowns <laughs> at, at halftime. It was looking like it could be, it could be happening. Got, but, but thanks, thanks to Blaine Gabbert's consistently erratic play. Yeah, again, my hundred hundred thirty one <laughs> points aren't enough to get a freaking win. But anyways, on to bigger and better things. Life is good. The pleasure, the agony, it's all there. It's fantasy football. This is Roster Watch. Give us a call, 447-ESPN. All right, we'll be back streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. This is 104.9 The Horn, Austin's FM Sports Talk. And AM 1260. And we're back. Austin, Texas. This is Roster Watch. Listeners worldwide streaming on ESPNAustin.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are Roster Watch, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. This segment 
Brought to you by our good friends at Straight Music Companies. Visit them online at straightmusic.com or their two locations. The north location by Lakeline Mall and the south location at Ben White and Lamar. The Superstore. Getting quarter-inch converter jacks there for Eddie Cross this week for his first Christmas present. That's yeah. sweet. It, and, and and we were talking about it the other day. Should we give Eddie the the uh, the uh, quarter-inch quarter-inch to eighth-inch jack, or just keep it for ourselves in case we forget it? And what did I one tell of these you? weeks? And what you told me is you said we need to get it, give it to Eddie for Christmas, and then he needs to decide if he's going to be the Scrooge McDuck that's not going to let us use. It. <laughs> let him be the Grinch. Not. We want to. We want to have. The, we want to give the gift to giving. All right. I'll tell you what. At Roster Watch, we're not occupying Wall Street. We're taking money to the bank. It's time for our favorite segment for the late games. I love that sound. That sound sounds like money in your bank account. Does anybody ever even use registers like that anymore? I'm curious. I wish they did. I have. I, 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 hey, when you do business in my house. Last night at the poker make, table, I was doing it. <laughs> it makes, makes you excited to get your cha- your change back. Yeah, it, it, and it and it, defi- and it definitely has to make the re- the retailer a little excited too. Every time there's a transaction, hearing that little auditory sound, you gotta love it. <laughs> what a sick baseline. We love it. All right, so actually, we were just talking to Eddie. This is a great place to start. Eddie's a Bears fan. The Bears. And uh, they're at the Broncos today, and he's, I think, sweating a Tim Tebow matchup in the first round of his playoffs. So he's wondering what... what I really am. So he's wondering what we're looking at today. What's the wash going to be? I think the Bears' defense is going to play real tough today. I think this might be the first game in a while where somebody might actually really have a chance at stopping Tebow. Julius Peppers is money in the bank. Money in the bank always is uh, the, the the league's the league's fifth most disruptive defender as far as quarterbacks uh, as far as co- quarterback knockdowns and hurries combined. Um, he, he's going to be a guy that's going to be hard to get on the edge against for Tebow, and we've seen how he fares against some of these NFC North defenses. Uh, you know his his only loss. <laughs> You know, this season as a starter, of course, coming to coming in the in the second in his second start versus versus uh, I think traveling to Detroit. So I'm not sure there's I'm not sure that there's uh, anybody without some question marks in this game. Is it? It should be a little bit of a defensive struggle. Yeah, I but, mean the the Bears don't know what they're doing offensively. None of us do. I mean, it, it's a team right now w- w- without much of an offensive identity. Yeah, like. You know, like I like I said in my in, in my chronicle column this this week, who who would have thought you know in in week fourteen we would be talking about the Bears and starting quarterback Caleb Haney and starting running back Marion Barber traveling to Denver to face probable All Pro and streaking Broncos and, and Tim Tebow. You know? So this is this is this matchup gets a little trashy. This is where I defer to to our very own trash man, Dorian. Dorian, which guy in this game is like getting a free a free meal? Well, it's gotta be it's gotta be it's gotta be Marion Barber. <laughs> David Gilmore agrees. <laughs> you know, he I mean he's not a he's not as powerful a runner anymore, but Denver's giving up the eighth most fantasy points per game to running backs in the last five games. Marion Barber, he's gonna get the goal line carries. You can count him for for at least a touchdown, I think. Uh, I don't think he's going to go huge for you today, but you know, if if you, if you need that handful of points, if you need that, you know, it's going to put you over the edge. 
Hey, mark it down, put your ID in the tube, make sure you put the deposit in, you're going to get a little cash back on that one. (laughs) Hey, but uh, don't forget about Khalil Bell. I'll talk about him a little bit later. Khalil Bell. Sounds like something that we might find in the garbage grab. Well, we're talking Denver. Let's stay out west a little bit. I just, I mean, it's just unbelievable to think what Jim Harbaugh has come in and done with the 49ers this year. I'm just... It's amazing. Alex Smith looks like a different guy. That team just plays. They're they're playing so hard. And today they're at Arizona, in a just in a I guess you could call an F, an epic NFC West <laughs> matchup. Hey, hey Arizona's coming off a tough win last. Arizona week. is playing tough lately. Their defense is stepping up. They really are are in some tough games right now. I mean, the 49ers aren't going to just blow you out. So I think this is going to shape well, up to be the a- 49ers the, the the 49ers have showed that they can't come in here and blow somebody out as we saw last week against the Rams, but the Cardinals aren't aren't necessarily the Rams. The Rams are playing just awful. Well, yeah. The Cardinals so are what else pretty is new, right? So in in this situation, it's hard to it's probably hard to call Beanie Wells money in the bank just because the 49ers I call that hey I call that a bounce check. I hate Beanie Wells. That's an NSF return check. Yeah, dude. no way, no way. I mean, as as we all know here, the 49ers haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in 34 games and have not allowed a rushing TD this season. You know what we are going to allow now? Is that our, that's our first caller and that's Bo. How you doing there, Bo? What's up, boys? Yo, <laughs> Bo, what's going on, man? What's shaking, not much. Brother? Alex, did you take down the catching poker game last no, night? No, no, I got taken down. I got taken down. I got, I, I got, I got hurt by. He a bunch put of, his forty dollars in the I bank got, and rolled out <laughs> in in Ketchum's bank, not in his. In the international bank at Ketchum. Oh, that's just no good. All right, I need your guys' help. I need the roster watch, like super pick. All right, well we got it for you, Bo. What's up? I man? got my first round playoff game. Team is pretty dominant, but I have too many running backs, and I got to decide who to start this week. Okay. Steven Jackson or Willis McGahee? Okay, is, is, is Bo is 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 this, is this a point per reception league? It is a points per reception league, and this is my actually it's for my flex third running back position. I am going to man, I I have a back to back in my rankings, but I am going to the go. Other guy I have Sean Green right above them. <sighs> yeah, I hate Sean Green. I would go this week. I'm going to go McGahee. Uh, I'm a little bit hesitant because he's missed a little bit of practice this week, but we've seen him to consistently have a 9 to 11 point floor in these games. He should be able to get a shot at a touchdown. Steven Jackson going to Seattle. Seattle at home is a is a much tougher team at home. I'm going to stick with my rankings on this one as submitted to the fantasypros.com network and I'm going to recommend that you go with McGahee this week. Thank you very much, Alex. Let me ask you one more. What's up, Tory Tory Smith or Darius Haywood Bay? Now Ooh. that the two Raiders receivers have been ruled out, that sounds like a question for the trash man. Yeah, it does. It is the ultimate. If I told you the name of my team, you'd understand. <laughs> well, what is the name of the team? I want to understand. It's wide receivers are for blank, and we'll <laughs> leave the blank because it's radio. But I, I start three uh, three running backs and a tight end with one wide receiver. The way our league structured. So, hey, Bo, I, qu- I didn't draft a receiver till the ninth round. Quick question: I'm, I'm sure you want to get the best play in there possible, but is there any? Do you have any feeling whether you need somebody that can go real big, or are you just trying to squeak yeah, out? That's like, exactly what I was you're trying to ask squeak him. out some solid points that you can be be sure on. 
I really need the receiver to get just solid points because with with Brady and Ray Rice and Jimmy Graham, I'm I'm okay on the on the big scores. Well, in that case, you got to go with Darius Haywood Bay. He's the possession guy there in Oakland. He's going to be the guy who'll get you eight nine points probably. He's the guy you go with in that case. All right, thanks, Roster Watch guys. Good luck, right, thanks, Bo. Thanks, Bo. thanks a lot, brother. And we also got Patrick on the line. Hey guys, how's question. How you doing, brother? Patrick, what's going on, man? Hey, doing good. Um, yeah, quick question. Got to pick um, two between uh, Brandon Marshall, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Steve Smith, and Jordy Nelson. Um, you know, Smith and Nelson have been pretty solid all year, but it kind of slipped the last couple weeks. So let's see what you guys' thoughts were. So it was it was uh, Steve Smith, Jordy Nelson. Was it? Did you say Brandon Marshall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon Marshall. Okay. If it's uh, if it's my team and I'm the one doing the deal, I go with Jordy Nelson against Oakland, and I go with I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. Oh man, I, I want to take Steve a detour. Smith. I want to say Marshall. I have Steve Smith and Brandon Marshall ranked back to back. I pers- is, is this a point per reception league? Yeah. Then I would definitely go Brandon Marshall. Yeah, that's exactly what I And Patrick, I'm with you. I'm a Steve Smith owner, and I've been noticing the same thing you've been noticing. I mean, he's always got upside, but it's definitely been been, hasn't been anything close to spectacular lately. He's been getting six, eight, nine, ten points out of a max. So Philadelphia, it's the number one matchup for wide receivers the past five games. You go with Marshall and Nelson there. All right. Do it, brother. Good luck. Get a win. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Thanks for all the calls, everybody. The phone number is 447-ESPN-447-3776. We're here to answer all your calls. We are top five in the world. Hey, we want everybody to go to straight music for the holiday season. Give the gift of music. Give the gift of music. They are the only Yamaha dealer here in Austin. The only authorized Yamaha dealer. And it, that should tell you something. And they've got all kinds of really awesome startup kits uh, you can get for your kids, like guitar startup kits, drum startup kits. It comes with everything that you need. The prices are great and be an awesome gift to give your, your kid uh, or your children for Christmas or any other holiday this year. Well, there's nothing that there's nothing that makes a set of parents happier than buying a young child a drum set. <laughs> That's my parents about that. <laughs> they, just, they, they just let Trash Man kind of bang around on some trash cans outside. They I sell think. Advil, too. That is part of the drummer kit. <laughs> and earplugs. Earplugs. But buy local, guys. Stick with straight music. We are streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. This is 104.9 The Horn, Austin's FM Sports Talk. And AM 1260. Austin, Texas, we are back. This is Roster Watch. It is do or die time. Week one fantasy playoffs. Make or break. Time to make that money. Like Randy Moss said, straight cash, homie. <laughs> straight cash. That's what we do at Ross to watch. <laughs> we're, tr- we're gonna try and get some cash in Aaron's bank here. You got a question for us, Aaron? Yeah, guys. I uh, I'm in a PPR league. I've got uh, looking for my number three receiver, Dion Branch, Titus Young, or Damian Williams. It's Dion Branch, Titus Young, or Damian Williams in in a, in a is, is this a one point or a half point point per reception league? Uh, I believe it's one point. Okay. Well, Titus Young in his last few games, 
has only gotten like two receptions. He's averaged about two receptions a game the last three weeks. So if we're going PPR, I th- he I think I'm taking him off. He's just been too inconsistent. Damian Williams has been a little bit more solid with Hasselback lately. He's really been looking to him. Trash man, this is kind of your territory. I know you've been fairly high on Damian Williams. And Aaron, who was who was the first guy that you threw out there? Dion Branch. Dion Branch. You know, he's just been too inconsistent too. You, yeah. What for this for this deal, I am going to say Damian Williams. He's consistently getting targeted over the course of the last three games. He's averaging he's averaging just averaging just under eight targets a game. Last week he had the sixty two yards. The week before, uh, you know, he had a pretty pedestrian thirty three yards, but he but he had the touchdown just one week prior to that. He had the hundred seven point or the hundred seven yard, you know, one one touchdown, you know, uh, sixteen seventeen point monster. Uh, if you're in a PPR league, you know, from that week, you know, that would have been a twenty three point game. Uh, I in this one, it's a must win week. I think you have the I think you have the highest floor with Damian Williams. Uh, that's the pick that I'm going to go with. Yeah, Damian Williams has a really good touchdown to reception ratio. Uh, he's got five scores in his 31 catches this year. He got more targets, at least last week, than Deion Branch did. So I think Damian Williams is the guy to go roll with this week. Hey, that's the kind of question that starts to, starts to get me smelling it. Yeah. It you is. need to be more like a dog. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, hey, this is, this is garbage territory. Oh we're talking my about God. Damian Williams and Deion Branch. Oh, my God. It, it's a it, lump. It's a heap. He, he, he wears a blue jumpsuit. He wears na- he wears nasty yellow gloves that smell like a, a receptacle of burnt hair. This this, ladies and gentlemen, is the smelliest bunch of fantasy filth you will ever find. It is the rosterwatch.com trash man. <laughs> I live in a trash can. Oh, it's not that bad either, guys. Well, some some of it gets kind of bad. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. It's so bad it's good. Uh, all right, so the trash of the week. Just a couple notes before I get into it, though. Brad Smith is still sitting on most waiver wires around the league, even after he's become a starter, even after he led the team in targets last week. Please don't let him slip through your fingers again this week. Pick him up. Play him. I think he's going to do you good. Also, Donald Brown is still available in less than 25% of leagues, and he shouldn't be. Pick him up. All right. Now on to my garbage grabs for this week. First off, we have Ricky Williams, Longhorn Elum, running back for the Ravens. Williams racked up 76 yards and a touchdown and 16 carries last week against the Browns in a renewed commitment to the run on behalf of the Ravens. This should be a continuing trade as a trend as the season begins to wear on Ray Rice's legs a little bit. You know, they kind of want to keep him fresh for the playoffs. The Ravens will want to keep him fresh, and Williams could see much more work because of that, especially against the Colts this week. Next up, got Devin Aramashidu. Is that how you say it? Aramashidu. Wide receiver of the Vikings. Leading the Vikings with 15 targets. 15 targets. In week 13. Picked up 90 yards against the Broncos. Really, this is kind of contingent upon Christian Ponder playing. Um, obviously, if Joe Webb is in there, I don't want to rely on him as much. But if Ponder's in there, I think he's a guy that you could rely on for a good amount of targets. For maybe, maybe even another close to 100-yard game this week. He's owning less than 1% of leagues. So this is this is a trashy play. But he's been showing up on fantasy, on, you know, 90, on fantasy scoreboard. 91 yards last week, 15 targets. 
After him, we have a guy. You know, it's kind of a crapshoot in this Green Bay running game. Sometimes. Well, there's a there's a lot of crap involved generally in the garbage grab. <laughs> well, we got Brandon Sane running back for the Packers. You'll need to check your injury report closer to game time, but it looks like Starks is going to sit this week. Starks is Starks has been ruled out as of yesterday, and we've so been seeing a little glimpse we, out of Sane the Sane last couple of weeks. Sane's been looking good, yeah. man. He's been a guy that's on my radar. He's a, and and do you know what? McCarthy came out without anybody even saying anything three weeks ago, without being without any sort of provocation or anybody even asking about Brandon Sane, just came out and said, we're going to be getting Brandon Sane more involved. Aaron Rodgers has said he's got the best hands on the team. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's obviously a guy if Starks can't go, they like, him better than, they like him better than Grant. I love that pick out of the filthy garbage dumpster this week. Hey, you got, you got to love a running back who can catch passes from Aaron Rodgers, especially. Exactly. After him, we got... I talked about, I touched on him, I hinted on him a little bit early in the show. I didn't really want to get into it then, but it's Khalil <laughs> Bell running back for the Bears. With Matt Forte out, Bell and Marion Barber, you know, they have a timeshare going in Chicago, but Barber is the best bet for goal line carries. But Bell, he should be serviceable. He should be doing the kind of Matt Forte satellite role, you know, catching passes in the backfield. Um, I think he's going to, I think he's going to have a decent game here. Khalil Bell looked fantastic last week. He only had four carries, but he averaged nine yards a carry. It seems like every time he got the ball, he really popped one off. I'd like to see how he looks today in extended duty, but he he does seem like he could be an exciting young player. Another guy who I like this week, Kevin Walter, wide receiver of the Texans. I don't love him, but if you got to stick somebody in there, um, you know the Texans. They have a nine and three record. They're not going to you know, get too dangerous in the passing game. But Walter, he's a possession receiver. He's going to be a guy, especially in PPR leagues, who you can, you know, stick in your flex and expect a decent game out of. Also from that same team, Joel Dreesen. Owens Daniel is owned in your league, obviously. Uh, You can almost be certain that Dreesen is not. He's coming off a 112-yard, one-touchdown game against Oakland, and you can expect him to see more red zone looks this week. Another tight end. This is uh, this is all because of the Fred Davis um, the, uh, debacle the small, that, I'm, that I'm throwing out all these tight the ends this week. Co- the small chronic break that he's on. <laughs> so if you need somebody else to stick in there, you got Anthony Fasano tight end for the Dolphins. Uh, he led the Dolphins receiving last week, and he's you know he's a favorite of quarterback Matt Moore. You could do worse in a pinch. Uh, last stop, he's, this, is, this is my big stretch for the week, and that's oh. Joe Webb, quarterback for the Vikings. Uh, he's definitely a deep, what? deep sleeper this week. But if Kristen Ponder can't go with a hip injury, he's an intriguing play. You know, he's 6'4", 220 pounds. He might do his best he's Cam like Newton Dorian impression. says, the running back that throws the ball, he always <laughs> loves that when he's in a pinch. Hey, we're never in a pinch when we go over to Upper Decks. Barton Springs, Riverside, uh, three stories, of two decks outside. About a million TVs downstairs. Uh, great service. The bartenders are awesome. Uh, any, it, we go over there all the time to do our rankings during the week because we can actually get over there, plug our computers in. Uh, we can see all the games. And then uh, Sunday nights, it's a great place to watch Sunday football nights. Too. It's where we get every bit of our action. We love it. Uh, it's, it's right there, easy parking, even though it's right central. What, uh, Riverside and, and Barton, Barton Springs? Springs? right across from Aussies. Yeah, it's it's prime location and the parking's easy as can be over there. Definitely get out. The food is great and the prices are great. Upper decks. One more one more note as we get as we leave, leave you guys for the afternoon. Uh running back Chris Ivory of the Saints. 
And running back Moses Madu of Tampa Bay. They're sneaky plays this week, especially with Mark Ingram being out for the Saints. Uh, so if you need if you just stick somebody in there, there's the guys you should think about. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alex Dunlap. I am here with the trash man, Byron Lambert, and our producer, Eddie Cross. It's been real. It's been brought to you by rosterwatch.com. Follow us on Twitter at rosterwatch. We're streaming live at espnaustin.com. This is 1049 the Horn, Austin's FM Sports Talk. See you. AM 1260.